like most Melbournians, I reflected during the 2020 lockdowns, but the word reflected implies that I had reflected before. <laughs> Man, I have to honestly say that this was my first actual reflection. <laughs> Sadly, we were made to reflect again for a fourth time. This one was entitled Lockdown 4.0. If only there was a QR code for hope. <laughs> Not that any of us would use it anyway. This lockdown was like a hot, toxic ex coming back from Europe. Or India. Or a hotel room in Adelaide. This time was different, we had let our guard down, we were ready to be heard again. I had one thought and one thought only. I wanted to petition the government to change our license plate slogan. The obvious, Victoria, the lockdown state. But my personal favourite, Victoria, the we cannot have nice things state. COVID-based social anxiety was, is elucidating. That five people at your house were always a real inner city Lord of the Flies dynamic. <laughs> Persons five and six would be like battling it out for the final position in a nerve-ridden night of articulate or uno. That skip card carried some extra weight during those dark days. Would I be skipped for the next depressing games night if my work finished? Well, person number five, what can you bring to the evening? Well, I've got 10 minutes of small talk including but not limited to my baking of the Bon Appetit focaccia, a debilitating drinking problem and a crippling sense of existential loneliness. I am also currently fucking my housemate. And person number six. Fuck, the I digress. Over a series of frosty Melbourne nights, I decided to compile a dossier detailing the full gamut of the human experience, divided into categories. In essence, the things that I found awkward and or aggravating about the world as recounted in the year 2020. I also sprinkled in some personal and assorting musings because I wanted to. <laughs> Category number one, supermarkets. You felt the true scale of COVID in our, in our nation's supermarkets. All those new signs they put up. Please only touch the fruit you're going to buy. Well, fuck me, it takes me a good five minutes on a regular day to choose a Granny Smith apple. <laughs> and they all look identical. But an avocado, now that's a whole new ballgame. The pressure is real, the tension palpable. Now I've got fucking Karen and Mark behind me, burning a hole in the back of my head with their judgmental eyes and their artisanal linen face masks made out of recycled series volunteers. I'm fucking sweating, heartbeat accelerating, glasses foggy on bit of my mask, desperately scanning the avocado ripest chart. Come on, crazy, go one shot. To make matters worse, it's a fucking shepherd avocado. That are all the same colour and taste like disappointment. <laughs> I think to myself, what has the world come to? And all that butter on me. I'll grant Bob that not touching of the fruit unnecessarily, but what I will not do is not check my eggs. During the height of COVID, in, uh, COVID paranoia in Melbourne, 700 cases a day, and even if it was my own grandma reaching for that very same time in the afternoon, I would check those fucking eggs. Every single one of them. Sometimes I watch the egg aisle, there's people who just haphazardly grab a carton of eggs and don't check the structural integrity of each one. Psychopaths. That is living on the, uh, the edge. I wish I could have that kind of devil-may-care attitude. Watching people drop stuff in the supermarket, and you're like, oh, I can't help you because COVID, but really it's just because it's awkward, and you're embarrassing yourself. Those men, usually middle-aged white men, who stomp into the supermarkets and simply declare their item they're looking forward to the workers. Chicken! Strawberries. Like, you're not in some medieval town and fuckface. The aisles have categories and the workers are people, not goblins, serving you ale after one battle at Middle Earth. Face mask, face sexiness. Everyone looks sexy on face mask. We all know it. 
You like lock eyes in the pastor aisle. What secrets like you underneath that mask? Are you scared? Do you maybe want to kill me? Or are we going to make passionate love against the last box of the risotto? It's hard to tell, and that's why I like it. Societal qualms. There's always someone in the friendship group that says this is the answer to everything. <sighs> yeah, it's been a tough week. The family has received some terrible news. Grandma's dementia is really setting in. Yeah, it's not looking good. Has she been drinking enough water? <laughs> My son's been fatally shot in an armed robbery. Mm, probably wasn't drinking enough water. My plane crashed in the Simpson Desert and I was wandering around for days and eventually died due to dehydration. <laughs> Definitely wasn't drinking enough water. When somebody sends you heaps of messages and you don't respond, but then down the line you need to ask them a question, but you can't without being a cunt. Do you have to answer these months old questions? Even if their question was, hey, what's up tonight in June, but now it's October. <laughs> Can you just simply ignore their previous messages? Is there a statute of limitations on unanswered messages? When somebody wants to show you a YouTube video outside, or in a sunny park, <laughs> And I always say, I prefer to watch it on a big screen at home, man. Just send me the link and you know, it'll do it justice. Except I won't do that. And stop trying to show me your fucking videos. <laughs> when, guys, when guys in Melbourne where there's day four accounts, you know the ones, you see a sea of them in splendor in the grass. Those ones with the really rigid brims, often paired with a disgusting craft beer and a sense of entitlement. If the brim of your hat can support the weight of a small brick, that's too fucking much. Move to a fucking Byron, where I'm sure there's some cultural weddings to be appropriated. <laughs> Seeing your friend down the street or in the park, but making the acknowledgement too early. Then the walk. Where do I look? What do I do? I'm too far away to talk. Should I just yell? Man, that's weird. I'll just look at the sky for some reason until I'm within an acceptable range. The bullshit before the recipe online. So let me set the scene. It was 2012, and my fiance Sean with a W. And I had just been gifted season passes to Heavenly Lake, four hours outside of Lake Tahoe. Sean mentioned that the last time we were at the lake house, he couldn't get enough of my deconstructed pitch. Shut the fuck up and tell me how to make the fucking bubble ganoush. But also Loki wondering how Sean and Helen's weekend went at Heavenly Lake. Chris Pringle gives me so much anxiety. I once got a $10 Bunnings Warehouse gift card. Like, fuck yeah, now I can get that 77 meters of twine I've had my arm in. And you have to put on a convincingly gracious performance to 20 sets of prying eyes. It's like a game of Pluto or a whodunit, but instead of a murder, it's just a terrible present. <laughs> Not sure. Never make plans when you're fucked. You know you meet some guy at a party or somebody you kind of know and you both make a plan tomorrow knowing full well that it's not going to happen. But then you wake up and there's a text, Yo, Fraser, it's Eric from last night. I'm running a bit late for painful at 11am. And you're like, fuck me, I just can't say no, I'm sorry, I'm too hungover, Eric. But he's already on the way to painful. Like, isn't there some kind of universal unwritten understanding that these plans are not real? <laughs> the ones that think they are like Eric are the true psychopaths. <laughs> The old screenshot a message and accidentally send it back to the person. <laughs> there is no way out, there is no excuse. I actually physically witnessed this happen to our esteemed host, Claudio. <laughs> you just have to be honest. Yeah, look, the content of your message was fucked, so I screenshot it. <laughs> I was going to send it to my group chat, but accidentally sent it back to you. Or even go one step further. Sorry, did you mean to send that back to me? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> Why don't you look at yourself in this digitized mirror? <laughs> And think about your sins. Power reversed. Needing to pee during a serious conversation. 
Yeah, I'm really at the end of my tether. At this point, I'm honestly just scared for my children's safety. Fuck. Focus. Actively listen. Be present. But a few drops have just creeped out. <laughs> I'm going to need to address this sooner rather than later. When people say pitched iced tea, not peach. You don't say apple crumble, you idiot. People that mark themselves as safe on Facebook during a natural disaster. That probably shouldn't. Like those floods in New South Wales a few months back. Fucking Brittany marks herself as safe. And Jessica and Troy are like, oh my god, I'm so glad you're safe, babe. Please, Brittany, you're on the 34th floor of the city sheriff. You know, fucking public bathrooms. I have to hum when the public bathroom cubicle doesn't have a lock. Or you can try and jam the door shut with your foot, but that's logistically very difficult. And then if someone knocks, what do you say? 28 years old and I still haven't figured it out. Do you clear your throat? Occupado? <laughs> Engaged? I always end up going like, oh, sorry. <laughs> but why am I the one apologizing? I hate you, motherfucker. You were in my poop. <laughs> but every now and then I'll feel like the cubicle, something amazing happens. The public bathroom has a Dyson Airblade. <laughs> the pinnacle of hand-drying technology. And as you insert your hands into what I imagine to be the inside of an aeroplane turbine, all that anxiety and stress seems to step away faster than the speed of light. Email decorum. I love the email decorum games, the system built entirely on passive aggression. To whom it may concern, as per our last correspondence, my favourite part of the sign-off, the difference between regards and warmest regards. Just saying regards is pretty much just like saying, here you go, cunt, have a few regards. Be on your way. Whereas warmest regards leaves a soft, bubble-like feeling for the reader. I wish there was an option in between, like lukewarm regards. This could be used when the content of the email has frustrated you, but goddamn, you gotta respect your email before I... You've won the battle, but you haven't won the war. Hope this email finds you safe and well. I just fucking hated that. Damn, I'm actually being held at gunpoint. What a fucking inconvenient time to receive this email. Never COVID emails. Hope you and yours are staying afloat during these most uncharted of waters. Please, this isn't a British maritime war letter. People are primarily just masturbating at the General public. When you walk next to someone at the same speed on a footpath, like, what the fuck, you either slow down or you do that unnecessary little shuffle to get in front. <laughs> if you walk together for over five seconds, you should have to get a coffee. People who walk down the street smiling by themselves. What the fuck are you smiling about? Unless you suddenly record a funny joke, there is no justifiable reason. Unless you are insane. I love people that look apprehensive in their Facebook DPs. Listen, Steve, you can't take a confident photo, mate. Just make it one of a tropical picture of Jesse. No. People that cry in public. Yuck. It's like gross. Do it at home or in the shower like an old person. Or in my case, bury it deep within and let it rise to the surface when Otis and May can't be together on a hit Netflix series, Sex Education. Public transport. People that keep trying to touch on their mate, oh, there might be like five times in a row with no money on it. Buffa, not enough funds. 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 Try it once more time, fuck face, some money will magically appear on it. It's the same thing with dictionary. Looks at drawing, bird. The drawer shakes their head, bird. Bird, shakes head. Small bird, bird, flying, bird. Is it bird? If it wasn't bird the first time, it's not going to be bird the ninth time. But that is why we all love dictionary. 
whilst I was on a tram, an old lady wrapped her hand around mine on the pole that I was holding <laughs> and just didn't notice. Like what, it's one of those new human skin public transport holding poles. Probably European. And she just didn't notice like five stops. I'd almost be impressed at her blissful ignorance if I wasn't so mortified. I remember thinking this is what I've been reduced to, a common travelling pole. <laughs> the Uber paradox. I hate it when the driver is really talkative and you just want quiet and you just want quiet. But I also find it incredibly rude when the driver doesn't say anything. First world problems, don't we? Driving. There is nothing more satisfying than that little way two drivers give each other after letting someone through. Conversely, when you do something nice and they don't wave, you should be legally able to run them the fuck out. <laughs> Their ends of the wave itself. The index finger raised while hand is still on the wheel. The thumb, index and middle fingers rise in unison with a pulsating motion. And finally, the full-on removal of the hand from the wheel and waving. Likely just an escaped psychopath, or potentially we just know each other. <laughs> Retail, printer and printer ink, the greatest trip the devil ever pulled. Yeah, your printer comes to $49 and your ink is $895.65. No one has questioned it. We've just simply accepted it as our reality. Why is there not more outrage? Why aren't we storming the chambers of parliament and demanding a royal commission? That little competitive moment between you and another going through the same racket and offshot. It's like we're both, sh uh, we're both searching for the same item. An item that doesn't exist. The number of times I've bumped into a mannequin and apologised is alarming. It's less than 25, but it's certainly more than 15. Best thing about COVID is that lush and general pants for employees cannot come within 1.5 metres of them. General pants go, dude rolls over like a fucking longboard. Yo, bro, home, and you're thinking, fuck off, mate, let me just look at these lime-coloured board shorts and pants. Don't even get me started when they actively suggest items of clothing to you. Hey, cuz, I reckon you look mad in this sequined singlet with a roaring tiger on the back. You, sir, have in a mere three seconds ruined the moment, ruined your sale, and quite possibly ruined my fucking day. Get into the change room, and they come to check on you, and they knock on the door. Why do they do that? Yo, brother, just checking in. Everything okay in there, cuz? Like, what the fuck does he think is taking place? I've tried on these skinny jeans, and yeah, Ethan, mate, I'm ashamed to say I've gone ahead and shit myself. <laughs> so if you could send in the fire department to cut off these skinny jeans, that'd be swell. But while we are waiting, you may as well send in a 32 waist in the chair, so yes. <laughs> Whereas Lush is just a whole mess of colours, scents, and failed certificate threes and beauty. Do not harass me, let me choose my novelty part for bath bomb in peace, bitch. I really like stores that don't fuck around with their name. Lights, brooms, razors. The sign is like aerial black font, size 12 on a white background, probably lowercase. Most likely located in Craigie Burn. That is retail transparency, uh, transparency at its finest. We have lights, we have brooms, and we have razors. If you want any of those three things, then please come in. If you want something else, then you can go and fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Portia's favorite one. You know that band Imagine Dragons? I would rather not. <laughs> I've always wondered what villains do during the week. Like, what does Voldemort do on a Tuesday afternoon? Does he cook a nice meal or do a bit of gardening? Spot of light reading. Or does he just, like, sit in darkness, eating skulls, jerking off to that fateful night at number four cricket drive all those years ago? <laughs> Movie and TV show career aspirations. Surely I'm not the only one who, after watching a film and or series they love, wants to change careers to the one featured in the show. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I mean, fucking astronaut. 
going to be a high-powered corporate attorney. I'm going to get stuck on an island after a fateful plane crash. Yeah, fuck it, I lost. But then I look into it and it turns out Oceanic Airlines does not exist. But above all else, the thing that makes me angrier than anything on Earth is that the Big Bang Theory ran for 12 seasons. 12. That's it, that's real. That is something that happened. And we all just stood by and watched. Shame. Personal. I don't read, but I watch every TV show with subtitles, so that's kind of like reading. Combining my two favourite things, movies and shortcuts. If you like Hawaiian pizza, then you are not alone. No more will we be relegated to the shadows. No more will we uh, be made to feel guilty for a truffle twist on a classic Italian dish. We are stronger together. I'm thinking of starting a support group where we meet every Thursday and put pineapple in places that doesn't tr uh, traditionally belong. Someone comes up to you to ask you something, say, walk with me, and then walk off, immediately puts you in the driver's seat. Imagine you fall in love with someone and then you find out they clap when the plane lands. I think we can add a few to this. They talk on a loudspeaker while they're on a tram. They take more than 30 seconds at an ATM or the worst crime of all. They walk too slowly in the middle of the footpath. I once lied about scoring 9 out of 10 on a narcissism test. Pause while they figure that out. Oh shit, wasn't meant to read that, or was I? When somebody's looking out of the view, I like to go up behind them, put my hand on their shoulder and say, all of this will be yours someday. And I've received mixed feedback. I really want to get into a taxi at least once in my life and you know, follow that car. I don't know the correct uh, time to use while or whilst. Just tell me, just feel it out. Three words that if you get the opportunity to say, you take, immediately elevating your status within the conversation. Ditto, naturally, and the twist. Well, Bernard has lost all of his money again to insider trading. Ditto. Stephen, you too? Naturally. Let's just say I'm betwixt a rock and a hard place. I'm thinking, fuck, this crappy wordsmith just went for the trifecta. Shit is eating up. It's ridiculous how closely I follow the don't swim for 30 minutes after eating. Like, I don't even go and stand along the shoreline. The rational person in me knows that it's merely a suggestion, but there's the other voice that's like, if you touch the water within 30 minutes, you will immediately go into cardiac arrest as well. When I'm walking by myself, I'm constantly asking, how's my walk? Confident? Insecure? With purpose? How's my arm swing? Posture? I think it stems from this traumatic incident that happened like seven years ago. I was running to get a tram on Brighton Road, and this, this guy straight up threw an egg at me from a balcony and yelled, you run like a bitch. <laughs> Luckily, the egg missed me, but sadly, the comment did not. It hit me harder than any egg in the food. This is a true story. It's something that has plagued me after all these years. Where did he get that fucking egg from? Did he bring it from home? With the sole purpose of throwing it at an insecure runner? Was it part of a larger pattern? And much more fundamentally, did he check each egg before he bought it? Miscellaneous. I'd like to see a spin-off to Human Centipede called Centipede Human, about a Dalvey's like centipede accountant who eventually decides to end his life due to the banality of his existence. Only then did the centipede learn what it truly means to be human. <laughs> Things that you have a 50-50 chance of getting incorrectly, but for some reason you need to try more than twice. Plugging in a USB. <laughs> fixing a fitted bed sheet. Anal. <laughs> BYS after dark. I have difficulty separating an espresso from a Nespresso. You can tell a lot about a person from the type of sushi rolls they order. Cooked tuna and avocado, crispy chicken, basic ass bitch. I personally order chili cooked tuna, 
five of them. <laughs> Start with basic white work, just a little bit of spice. Brittany, of course, gets two avocado rolls, hold the mayo, it's a bit too spicy. But you really have to watch out for the units, they get those real left field options. Yeah, I'll get a dragon fruit tempura roll, I'll grab one of those pad thai naris, and yeah, two of those Rogan Josh inside out rolls. Fucked up. And the sheer and total betrayal of everything sushi stands for when they give you less soy sauce fishes than hand rolls. It is inexcusable. It is one fish per roll. It is the equilibrium that binds this universe together. Do not fuck with it. Been using the word beguiled wrong my whole life. Thought it meant that the person in question was ticking me off, you know, really rubbing me the wrong way. Like, fuck, that little kid is beguiling me so much. Turns out it doesn't mean that. It means to charm or enchant someone. Now I really hope that little kid wasn't rubbing me the wrong way. Love the notion of a rocky outcrop. I don't know why I just do. Ted talks, but does he ever listen? I like, I like the idea of a so-so path. Like sometimes it's a, I'm a so-so path and sometimes I'm not. Things that I overheard in 2020, girlfriend to boyfriend. Do you care about Bush? I thought there's two possible answers to this. I don't care how much pubic hair you have, babe. It doesn't matter to me. Number two, well, I mean, policies were not great. And even they were up. Two women standing out the front of the restaurant having a ciggy. So how's it going with you-know-who? Damn, is this lady getting fucking Voldemort? She shrugs, takes a pop of her ciggy and goes, same shit, different dick. Which is now my favorite saying of all time. Things my girlfriend called me in 2020. Bella is somewhere. Single her out. She called me a leaky cunt. I'm a sweater, I run hot when I sleep and I'm not ashamed of it. An oil refinery. I have combination skin and she likes to remind me of that. Weird things I googled in 2020. Are the Bunnings Warehouse ad employees real employees? Can you eat pine cones? <laughs> is Anne Hathaway nice in real life? Why is Dogland so shit? Are all birds friends? What is wrong with the Gilmore Girls? Why do they talk so quick? Who is Pete Evans? <laughs> is Casper the Ghost based off a true story? What is wrong with Javier Bardem's face? Why do I almost vomit every time I brush my teeth? Aren't moths just old butterflies? In summary, people quite simply are who they are. Weird, hilarious, annoying, complex, intriguing, disgusting, and beautiful. Maybe the people walking down the street smiling by themselves are simply happy. Maybe the people that take too long at AGMs or walk too slowly in the middle of the footpath are simply not in a rush, they're just savouring the moment. Maybe that person crying on the sidewalk is not in a good place. I do not need a crystal or Pete Evans to tell me this. It is the simple truth of the world. If we're honest, everyone is a waste of space. So sometimes all we can do is laugh at our collective idiosyncrasies and unique quirks. Nobody is perfect. After all, it is what makes us human and what separates us from the robots. It would be unfair of me not to attack my own imperfections after this elongated rhapsody. So here are some in no particular order. I'm scared of looking at people in their eyes for too long as I fear they will see through my facade. Sometimes I give tourists the wrong directions because I fucking can. I think I could have been an exemplary serial killer. I'm afraid I'm not a good enough son, boyfriend, or friend. I'm terrified of the Flinders Street crossing for obvious reasons. I am stubborn and ambitious, yet lazy and defeatist. Cheeky slam home reference in there for you. I only like green, yellow, or orange lollies and the breast pie chicken, and I am not ashamed. I have an irrationally large e uh, ego, yet I'm wildly self-critical. I like playing the antagonist because I'm afraid of the responsibility of being a good person. 
I do a slight bow when thanking the staff at an Asian restaurant. <laughs> I'm afraid I haven't taken enough risks in life. I do not understand how seasons work. I do not say sorry enough. I'm convinced I can speak and understand conversational French when I absolutely cannot. I'm perplexed as to why we're all just fine with Komodo dragons existing. They are dragons and they are coming. And finally, for some reason, I find it significantly easier to say these things through a space filled with people rather than one. End of presentation.